Hi there, it's Gilar talking. Welcome to today's and second episode of The Stars in Our Minds. I will be your host. I hope you all are doing great. I wish you a great day. Um, to be honest, I'm pretty happy because I got so many comments and feedbacks from you. Like, more than I expected and they all make me so happy. Thank you all for your comments and feedbacks. Um, I will try my best to make you entertained while you listen to this. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as well as the previous one. Today, I'm going to talk about a movie that only a person could say, Cue the Sun. Yes, I'm talking about The Truman Show. It's a pretty well-known movie that belongs to late 90s. Um, as far as I remember, it came out in the year 1998, but I'm not sure about it. If you don't know about the movie, I will share the plot with you. Um, Truman Burbank is a man whose life is a non-stop TV show. Truman doesn't realize that his quaint hometown is a giant studio set run by a visionary director, that folks living and working there are Hollywood actors, that even his incessantly bubbly wife is a contract player. Gradually, Truman gets wise, and the movie goes on like that. I think we can see the Plato's allegory of the cave in this movie clearly. The main theme of this allegory um, is that human perception cannot drive true knowledge, and instead, real knowledge can only come via philosophical reasoning. In Plato's example, prisoners live their entire lives in a cave and only able to see shadows. To them, these shadows are reality. And to Truman, that island is his reality. As I understand it, the movie is intended to be a social commentary on how we allow our lives to get wrapped up in the make-believe how we are willing to focus all our attention on things like movies and TV and stars and heroes. It's intended to be critical of the way we allow ourselves to be consumed by things as unimportant as a television show. I found out some uh, fun facts. Um, first one is, in scenarios, First version, the whole event takes place in New York. But, due to the reasons that it will be hard to control Truman in a big city and impossibility to hide the show, they decided on an island would be better and easier. As reality shows like Big Brother, maybe we can include Matrix, but I'm not sure about it. Um, the Truman Show made me thinking about, is this really my life I watch, or is my life a real movie? Well, some people got more paranoid about this situation, and this paranoia called this Truman Effect, or the Truman Delusion, informally known as Truman Syndrome. Um, it's a type of delusion in which the person believes that their lives are staged reality shows, or that they are being watched on cameras. Um, the last fun fact that I have is, I don't know if you ever realized, but think about the Truman's name. He lives around liars, but he's so pure and natural. That's why I think his name is coming from the word combination, true men. I don't want to give spoilers by accident while uh, telling you some quotes 
or uh, giving some information about the movie. But I highly recommend you to watch the movie, especially the final part. I'm not going to give details, but that scene was so devastating and so uh, sad. But also it was so, so, so good. I really do like that part. Um, also, we cannot know what's happening after the end, but not, uh, but to not give any spoilers, I can tell you my idea is superficial. After the end, I don't think Truman was no longer happy. There are a few reasons. The main one is everyone knows him. And I don't think he would be in peace by his fans. Um, I want to share some quotes, uh... And talk about them a little bit. First one is good morning and in case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Despite not knowing the truth of his existence, Truman is an ideal star of wholesome television show. He's kind, he's polite, and he's personable to everyone he meets. In fact, he even has his own catchphrase as he greets everyone with a good morning before adding an in case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. The charming greeting is used throughout the film and when he finally is told his true reality, that catchphrase is his parting farewell. At that moment, he walks away from the show while giving audience what they want. Um... The next one is between Truman and Christoph. Truman asks, uh, was nothing real? And Christoph's answer is, you were real. That's what made you so good to watch. Truman survives the storm and crashes into the age of his fake world. He discovers a painted wall resembling the horizon and a staircase leading to an exit. As Truman is about to leave, Christoph finally speaks to him. As Christoph explains his role to Truman, Truman and Christoph has this conversation. Even though Christoph was trying to comfort Truman, it only exposes himself as uncaring, only seeing Truman as a piece of entertainment. Also, in this part, uh, Christoph and Truman has another conversation. Christoph says, "I know you better than you. Uh, I know you better than you know yourself." And Truman answers, "You never had a camera in my hat." Throughout the movie, we see glimpses of the people in the real world watching the show and reacting to Truman's life. These moments uh, show that people do genuinely care about what happens to Truman and comment on our habits as television viewers. After watching Truman uh, finally break, uh, break free of the show and leave, we see the audience rejoice and cheer him on. Then, in the film's final moment, we cut back to two of the viewers who, after witnessing Truman's life-changing moment, immediately start looking for something else to watch. And they say, what else is on? It's a funny and spot-on com uh, commentary and the perfect ending to film, as I think. Um, the next quote is, 
We accept the reality of the world with which we are presented. It's as simple as that. As much as the Truman Show is lighthearted and touching comedy, the concept does make it feel like a surreal adventure at times. Um, the idea of the movie is so wild, but it succeeds because it makes the audience feel like it's not that uh, it's not that far fetched of an idea. The next quote is between network executive, I mean one of the network executives, and Christoph. The executive says he, we can't let him die in front of a live audience. And Christoph says he was born in front of a live audience. So with that, he means that he can, live, uh, he can die in front of a live audience. As Truman finally decides to overcome his manufactured fear of the ocean and steal away from sea heaven, Christoph goes to desperate uh, measures to stop him. At this moment, it becomes clear that he is not a guardian angel looking out for Truman, but rather a television man who doesn't want to see his rule show get ruined. As Truman sells the freedom, Christoph unleashes a storm on him, which everyone else protests. As Truman is nearly killed by Madman's efforts, Christoph makes it clear that he feels he holds power of this man and can do anything he wants to him. It's kind of a god complex uh, that Christoph has, to be honest. Um, the last quote is from uh, Truman's mother. You're just feeling bad because what happened, because of what happened. You sailing off into that storm, but I have never blamed you, Truman. And I don't blame you now. Christoph has manufactured a complex web of emotional manipulation in order to keep Truman on Stephen Island. In this instance, Truman's mother is referring to the boat trip that uh, took Truman's father's life. Truman's father warned his son of a storm uh, up ahead, but Truman wanted to keep going. At that time, young Truman was fearless and curious. However, Truman's father turned out to be right about the storm, and he drowned, despite Truman's attempts to save him. Christoph takes advantage of Truman's generous, uh, generous nature here. He's afraid of the sea, not because he's afraid of for his own life, but because the sea took someone very close to him. Truman has probably long uh, since buried his guilt about that moment, but his mother, in an act of passive aggression, uses Truman's latent guilt to regnate uh, his fear. Before finishing, I have uh, three more points to talk about. First one is, there are some arguments about uh, is the Truman show uh, an utopia or a dystopia. Christoph created Sea Heaven Island in his vision of utopia, which Thomas More defined as a community or a society possessing highly desirable or perfect qualities. More's version of utopia was an island with only one exit, just like Sea Heaven. Uh, however, Moore's vision of Ethiopia is only desirable if everyone liking there 
shares the same definition of perfection. Christoph vision, though, is his alone. He tells Truman that Stephen Allen, uh, Allen is better than what exists outside it. But Truman hasn't seen enough to make this decision on his own. Truman spent the entirety of the film looking for the truth about uh, what exists beyond the horizons of the world. And it becomes abundantly clear that he will do anything in his power to escape Christoph's grasp. Christoph might see himself as a creator of a utopia, but he is really a despot. Therefore, Christoph's utopia is Truman's dystopia. A dystopia is the opposite of a utopia, and it means like an environment or community that is undesirable or frightening. The next topic I want to talk about is the American dream. In 1931, James Trusoff Adams defined the American dream thusly. Life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone, with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement. Regardless of social class or circumstances of birth. Over time, this idealism has appeared in various visual incarnations. However, in the 1950s and 1960s, television sitcoms set in suburbia seemed to embody everything upwardly mobile Americans were looking for. A house in suburbia, a good job, a car, and relative safety and predictability. Peter Weir envisioned the Truman Show as a satyr. Invoking these evocations, image, uh, evocations images to build uh, Truman's glistening cage. Weir found uh, inspiration for the look of the film by pouring over iconic television sitcoms like Ozzy and Harriet and I Love You Lucy and etc. Christoph's creation is a protection from the sick outside world that has perverted the American dream. Various film uh, points to the hollowness of the pursuit of that dream, a concept that is just as unreal as Stephen Allen. And the last topic I want to talk about is commercialism. During his True Talk interview, Christoph explains that the Truman Show is funded by product placement, placement and that everything on the show is for sale. Weir invokes commercials from the 1950s and 1960s as characters like Truman's wife, Muriel, and his best friend, Marlon. Turn straight to the camera and showcase an item they are being paid to endorse. This reminds the viewers of The Truman Show and The Truman Show that Truman's entire life is actually a commercial venture. Truman himself has become a commodity under Christoph's gaze. Weir's film posits the world portrayed by commercials and their premise that of that world is false. To finish, I can say that The Truman Show is one of the few movies that has managed to stay in the classic Hollywood typing while doing its criticism. Although it criticizes the whole system and opposes modern or 
postmodern lifestyle, I'm not sure. As we can see in almost every Hollywood movie, the Truman Show affords us, uh, afford, offer us love as a solution. In other words, if our life takes place in a movie set, everyone around us is liars. In fact, all our memory, all of our memories are a lie. We can reach a happy ending with the help of love. Of course, making us believe that everything will come to a happy ending is a separate issue. Maybe a theme that needs to be examined when my headache for by this book is uh, this movie is over. Or is there such a thing? as a happy ending in life. Does everything necessarily connect for the good things? Is there a good thing for everyone? Or are these delusions that Hollywood cinema puts in our minds? As a result, Truman Show is a beautiful name, beautiful movie, but his critical approach to the system doesn't change the fact that he is part of himself. Also, I have to admit that the, uh, the soundtrack of the movie is very nice and I think it has to be listened to even though you finish the movie. I guess this is all I have for, uh, for this podcast uh, episode. I know we all get used to these sentences, but make sure your hands are clean enough all the time, wear a mask and keep social distancing. We will get through these times and be normal in time. So stay safe, love ya, gülay zat, bye!